Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Lift Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Keller, along with Matt McNeil, my ever trusty I would like to call him the sidekick, but I think I'm the sidekick in this deal. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm good. I'm ready to get this week done with. <laughs> That's, you know, just leave it at that. Yeah, just, I, I, I swear I need uh, to catch you. At, you know, we do this in the later <laughs> part of every week uh, when we do our episodes of uh I think sometime, one of these days I'm going to catch you on like a Monday instead of like Friday. Yeah, we, you're like going, trying oh, to, the weekend. I know. We're like, God, just get me out of this. I got to get out of here. <laughs> it's like, you're like, oh. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So how, how are you doing? What's, uh, what's going on with you? I'm doing, I'm, I'm keeping busy. Uh, um, I was telling you about what was going on with my daughter and, and mm-hmm. I think I'm in the wrong profession, but we'll yeah, no kind of leave, <laughs> leave it at that. Are. Yeah. yeah. But um, hey, I got a couple of uh, uh, questions before we do anything else today mm-hmm. that uh, wanted hit on. Um, I'm going to kind of uh, de-identify this one just because I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's really neat that uh, we had a comment from one of our listeners that how one of our recent podcasts they were listening to, and it uh, prompted them to do something that actually helped catch uh some issues that they probably wouldn't have been tested for and and realized otherwise and i just think that's really neat that we're we're able to touch other people that aren't just exclusively within our aviation community and i just wanted to say kudos to you because you know i think it's just amazing that and i love the fact that we're touching people from all walks yeah Uh, yeah, the colon, the my, my colonoscopy, <laughs> which I, uh, which was I such an amazing people, event to talk yeah, about. People were laughing. <laughs> I, I got so many like like texts and calls, and people were laughing about that. They're like, "Dude, you talked about them shoving a pipe up your rear." I was like, "Yeah, but you know, but the point is the whole healthcare avoidance thing." And and it actually we got several emails from from pilots that said, you know, and non pilots also that said i you know i this that kind of motivated me to go take care of some some stuff that i've been kicking the can you know down the road on and uh and one particular one they actually this person that they found something that uh was problematic and they're gonna undergo treatment and you know the basically the doctor said you're lucky that we caught this uh so i was like ha win total success um i mean i'm I'm transparent. I don't mind sharing stuff about my crazy life. I don't care. But but if it if it motivated you know others to go take care of their business, I think that's a that was the that was the point of why we talked about it. So I'm I'm just proud of everybody for 
for choosing themselves first uh, instead of uh, their maybe just their career or their own, you know, their their fear ar- around it. You can work with fear. You can, you know, but you're if you don't have your health, uh, if you aren't the greatest asset in your life, you kind of don't have anything. I agree. When we, um, you know, so much of our focus is on the mental aspect of of issues, especially the mental health. And it's more like preventative to help you stay out of situations. But it's your physical health is just as important. Preventative maintenance, if you want to say that, to to head off <clears throat> issues before they become, you know, life threatening or or life altering. So that's right. You know, we're just this the whole reason we started this podcast. So it's just those are the kind of things that you go, wow, it makes it all worth it. Yep. Agreed. Um, one of our uh, uh, listeners sent in another question that uh, I don't know that we've really touched on before. Uh, mm. And if we have, I don't think it was really a focus. It was more of a tangential thing. Um, and I'll read it to you. Uh, Matt, it seems like you're quite busy with lift effect. Is it that the truth? And all the thing, <laughs> other things you do. That was my ad lib. Um, how do you keep things organized? Do you have any practical tips on maintaining and managing a busy schedule, accomplishing tasks, managing managing too many emails, personal problem mine, etc. Since mm, I'm a commuter no doubt, and a and pretty junior, my time at home is limited. I find that my time at home gets eaten up because of my disorganization, which results in getting get little getting done. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's true. It's it's amazing. Clutter can have or a disorganization can have such a adverse impact on us. What are yeah. your thoughts, big guy? So, organization—that's a great question. We've—I don't think—I don't think we've ever really talked about. I think we have systems. But it's only been yeah. little pieces here. Little pieces. Nothing chunks. directly about your, you know, personal within your personal life type thing. Yeah. Uh, which these are things that are that are that that I think this touches on. Yeah. Well, I I one is I farm out as much work as I possibly can. Um, I, I tried, you know, things that I can't do. Uh, I have somebody else try to do those things uh, for me. Like, so in my personal life, an example would be like landscaping. I don't do that stuff because I, um, the time that it takes uh, isn't worth the squeeze, if you will. So it's cheaper for me to just have somebody else do those things. Um, I don't change the oil on my own car. Okay. Uh, it's not because I don't like to. I love wrenching on cars, but. My time is, uh, there's a, what I've done is I've calculated, uh, and it's not just about money. Okay. That's not the point of this, but your time is worth something. Um, now, you know, there's a, a financial, uh, cost and there's a emotional cost to your time. So I figured out, I've calculated in my life. I sat down and figured out what is, what is my time actually worth on a monetary sense and in an emotional sense. And I've, I've created, you know, I know what <clears throat> that amount is. And so I look at the task and I say, is it economical, emotionally and fiscally for me to do this? Or is it, is there a, a, a more benefit for me to be able to just do other things instead of doing those things? So I think starting to figure out what your time is actually worth, <clears throat> excuse me, is a good place to start. Your time is, is, there's a value to your time. Now, like I have people that, that work with me that take care of a lot of, of the things that 
honestly they're better at um than me and uh they've got the the time and it's it's more economical to do so don't be afraid to farm work out but then let's get into i mean don't you agree carl is that is it, i i, I mean, do i i gotta be yeah. careful with you know that people do better than me because then i wouldn't be doing anything because <laughs> i struggle with that uh, right. i wanted to add one uh, thought that uh, from a different perspective mm. and you talk about I absolutely agree the most valuable and precious thing you have is time it's finite yeah. you can't get any more than you've got and and there is a cost financial like you say financially emotionally and I also say and I haven't found a way to say it freedom because when mm. you're tethered to that that uh, minutiae you're unable to do other things you're, you, it's like it, it just and it just consumes up that time with with the, all these little trivial tasks. So it, it, you have to you figure out is is my lack of freedom to do other things so important that I have to do this now that it 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 makes sense. Um, yeah. You know that, that uh, like I said, you may put that too emotionally, but I kind of look at you know being with my family and doing things with them, and I'm sitting here working on you know looking through my emails is not that's kind of i've limited my freedom and that's the whole reason why i do some of the things i do yeah yeah for sure so okay so let's get into some basic organizational things i use i have a they sometimes are referred to as a second brain what is a platform where you store all your stuff i use evernote i've used evernote for a decade uh very heavily invested into evernote evernote is where ever everything uh, and I have two Evernote accounts. I've got one for Lyft Effect, um, one for personal. And actually, there's one for Mammoth and Associates as well. But um, but like, let's just, there's two Evernotes. Ever, everything related to, like in my personal Evernote, my driver's license, my uh, medical records, my um, uh, car insurance, um, all of my credit card information, everything marriage certificates, birth certificates, social security cards, copies of all this stuff. Uh, everything goes into Evernote. Any idea that goes through my mind, when I take notes on books, it all goes into Evernote. And it's all organized. So everything I have is in Evernote. And people are like, oh, I don't trust the cloud. Seriously, get over it. You, be, Everything is on the cloud now. Okay, so the cloud isn't going away. The you want to keep everything in a file, that's fine, but the cloud is where everything is at. And pretty soon computers, their operating systems are going to be stored on the cloud as well. Uh, so the, the cloud is here. I, it's, you know, I, do I trust the cloud? I actually do. I think the cloud is fine. I mean, because could there be hacks and security breaches? Yes, there could. Uh, that's just the way it is. But every time you use your credit card, every time you make a phone on your cell phone call, that is going into a cloud. So just let's be realistic about this. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get emails from cybersecurity people. Actually, cybersecurity people, I have a, a couple, I've had clients that were cybersecurity people and they said, yeah, it's secure. I mean, there's, there's lots of checks and balances for that. But anyway, everything goes into Evernote. Um, one of the files I have in my Evernote is called my master organizer. And my admin has access to, this is for like lift effect. My admin uh, support, operation support, uh, Brianne, she has access to this. My wife has access to this. Um, they plug things in and I plug things in into my master organizer. So what does my master organizer uh, on this say? Well, there is a, a few categories. Uh, there is next actions. That's the first category. 
There is um, waiting for. That's the second category. The third category is someday, maybe. And the fourth category is agenda. And then I've got several uh, categories underneath all of that, subcategories, which are uh, projects. Um, And then I've got like lift effect, the V1 project, MCM, uh, things like that. Then there's goals, 10-year, quarterly, OKRs, objective key results. And then there's review. There's daily and weekly. So, But let's stick with those four categories of next actions, waiting for someday maybe an agenda. Under next actions, there's a couple categories. There's computer. These are things that I can that I have to use a computer for to complete that action. There is uh, calls and texts. These are things that I can use my phone for. And then there's outside and there's home. So I combine everything, right? My personal life, work life, it just gets put into one big file system. Now, Computer is things like I've got to write an email to somebody. I've got to write some uh, uh, advertising related stuff for the V1 project. I've got to, uh, these are things that I can, I've got to create a, a, a report, um, a treatment report for an insurance company for a pilot um, on the pilot's behalf, whatever. I've got to send a fax. That's all done with the computer. So that goes under the computer. The phone and text is pretty self-explanatory, right? Call. I got to call my accountant, Wayne, to change the credit card on file. Uh, I've got to call the my, uh, at the car dealer. I've got to call my me- uh, mechanic back. My car's in the shop. Great. Awesome. It's like a month old. Super cool. Um, I got to call them back. Then there's outside, which is um, pick up tomatoes and lettuce at Whole Foods or, you know, go to King Supers and grab, uh, you know, bottled water, whatever things that I've got to do outside. And then there's home, which is I need to find a new house cleaner. Yes. I don't clean my house. It's not worth my time. It's, it's too, I, somebody's going to do it a lot better, a lot more efficiently than me. Um, so I've got to do that. That's my home stuff. So, that's that's what is next actions. That means I got to kind of get on this at some point. This is things that are waiting to be done. Waiting for is usually something that I've requested of somebody else. This is the second category, waiting for. So, and I put who is it, what is the requested action, and what is the date? So usually this is for Brianne, my ops person at Lift Effect is, okay, Bree, we need to go through that. You know, I said, one of the things I said is go through Metrofax and grab all the faxes that are important because we get so many faxes every day. Um, and I said, okay, Brianne, go through Metrofax and the date that the date that it was requested, I put the date down. So it just means I'm waiting for her response on this. And when she goes through and she gets it done, she just checks it off. She gets it done. Or she, we, if it's not done, when we meet each week, I'll say, hey, where are we at with these things? Someday, maybe this is something that I want to keep. I don't want to forget about, but it's not pressing. So like I need to upload talks that I've given to, uh, we're creating a YouTube channel for lift effect, just a central place. I've given a lot of talks, a lot of presentations. People find them randomly around the internet. We're going to put a, a page together where it's all organized on there. Is that crude? Is it vital? No. Do I need to do it t- tomorrow? No, but it's something I don't want to forget. Because someday I want to be able to do it. Someday, maybe. 
Uh, so that that's what goes on the list. And then the agenda is basically there's a team and then there's personal. So all the people on my team, whether it's clinicians or administrative uh, support or outside uh, people like the, you know, we're like podcast people or, or um, uh, just, you know, th those kinds of things. Uh, th that gets put into the agenda. The different people, including myself, uh, gets put under uh, uh, agenda. So that's that's kind of how I organize. And then what I do is I use this thing, the Productivity Planner. Everybody knows that works with me, knows I love this thing. It's like, I think it's so brilliant. And it's basically what is my one most important task of the day and what are my, uh, what are my I'm sorry, my two most important tasks of the day and my one must. So there's the one must, is this has to be done, and the two most important tasks. And oftentimes I will I will shop from this next these uh, next actions list on Evernote, and I will physically write them into my productivity planner. There's something about writing ink on paper that changes the way that it integrates. And there's research on this, and we can we could even maybe do a little show on some of the like what is the difference between handwriting and typing but i take this and every day i make sure to do this for tomorrow so when i wake up I, I know exactly what i need to do that day i don't have to sit there and think okay what do i need to do so i go on evernote and i just pull down the things that i haven't gotten done yet and i just i put them into the productivity planner what's my one must and my two two most important um and then there's there's a room for even additionals and I'll might put those down if I want if I'm feeling super ambitious. Now, here's a good hack. If I can do something in less than 2 minutes, I just do it. So if a request comes in, an email comes in, I see something happen, if if I can do it in less than 2 minutes, I get it done immediately. And this is a very well-known uh productivity uh you know principle that has been shown to be very very effective very, very effective for people that have a lot of things going on. They're very busy. They've got a lot of tasks. So if it's, if I could just take care of it right away, I just bang, I get it done. People know me that, that whether my clients or my colleagues or my friends, texting me is the quickest way to get me um, versus phone. And if you shoot me a text, if I can get to it very quickly, I'll just answer it. And look, my answers are very short and sweet. I don't, sometimes it's all lowercase it's quick it's not because i'm being rude i'm just trying to get things done super quick so that's a good a good thing to do now let's let's talk about email because that has been a soul crushing uh, i know carl you can relate to this like it's just it can destroy your life email is um it, it's a huge in the past it's been a, a tremendous source of anxiety for me because uh i i used to and in fact, I even think still on my phone. I don't really do much email on on phone, but I've I've got you know okay. Here's my my inbox for for Lift Effect on just the Mail app, which I don't even use. But I'll show it to you, Carl. Let me see if you can see. Can you see that? It's a five digits twenty nine thousand and seventy two. Yeah, right. That's how many unopened emails are in that inbox. Now here's the deal. I used to do. Um, well, I only open the emails that are important and I let all the other ones go. So the number just keeps going and going and going. But then I implemented a new system, which is way, way better. And this is one of my clients who's a 
CEO at a very large corporation taught this to me. Um, and it's brilliant. So what I have done is I use, uh, we use G Suite for everything. For all my businesses, everything is G Suite. Um, and so I do my all my email stuff on the web. Right? I go on to Gmail and I log in to Matt at Lift Effect or Matt at V1 or whatever this, you know, whatever I'm doing. Uh, and my own personal email address, which I'm not gonna tell you what that is. But what I've done is I've created uh, four, basically four inboxes. The first inbox is needs action. The second inbox is waiting for. The third inbox is someday maybe. And the fourth inbox is reference. So what I do is I've set it up where I have keystrokes and there's some really good, uh, well, when we get our show notes together uh, for the podcast, which we are working on, there's going to be a subscriber um, feed for the podcast. We haven't really, it's the first time I've ever talked about it, uh, but well, you're going to have access to really good show notes and resources and stuff like that from the episodes. Uh, we will link to this in the episode. There's some very, very good instructional videos on how to do this, how to set your your Gmail uh, like this. But what I have done is I've created keystrokes where I can very quickly categorize which inbox this a message goes into, one of these four inboxes, or it goes into, um, uh, it, it gets archived. Archi now, what's good about Gmail is it doesn't ever delete your email. It just archives them. So you have access to, I mean, I've got 100,000 emails in there in the archive. So, but when I get emails each day and I probably get um, a lift effect, probably get a hundred emails. Matt McNeil Associates, probably get another 75. Uh, personal email, I don't even know. Um, just, it's just too, you know, a ton. But what I can do is I can go through each day and I can go through a hundred emails in five minutes. And so I, I start at the bottom and I look at it and if I, and I, I've got it set up. So my keystroke is I hit L and then I can start to type either N, W, S, or R for needs, actions, waiting for someday, maybe. And it'll, it'll check the box. And then I hit E and it pushes that email into that, into that folder. So needs action is, okay, this is important. I've got to deal with this. Uh, or, or my admin has to deal with this. She monitors a lot of my email as well. Um, waiting for, same system, right? From Evernote, this is something that I've taken care of, but we're kind of waiting for a response. So if it, it maybe it went, it was started as a needs action. Then when I get to it, and I complete, I send the response, I change the label from needs action to waiting for, and it gets pushed into that box. Um, someday maybe is, I want to keep this on my radar, but it's not really pressing. And then references, hey, this is a good, like Carl, you sent me, which I haven't responded to you yet. You sent me something yesterday uh, for V1 project about, um, you know, that, and I put that into needs action. Uh, so that means, okay, when I have a moment today, which I don't, but I'll find a moment to figure this out, I will respond to that. And then I'll probably either push it into waiting for or reference, depending on what the response is and what Carl's response is to that. So that's a good, ha and there's a great book. Um, where is it? I think I've got it here. Well, oh, here. 
this is this is kind of uh, this is kind of the Bible in terms of productivity. There's a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. I, I don't know of an executive that doesn't use the system. Uh, it was written in. Let me see when was the first edition. This was written in 2001, and he's updated in 03. The latest edition was 2015. Um, it's kind of evolved as technology has evolved, but this is based on science and neuroscience and how, you know, behavioral science and productivity. And it's, you know, there's some criticisms about it and nothing is perfect. No system is perfect. And for years I avoided reading this cause I was like, ah, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I've got a better way. I got to, no, I don't. <laughs> I didn't. And when I finally just, one of my clients is like, seriously, dude, read that book. What is wrong with you, Matt? You know, like you need to get on this. And I finally sat down and I read it and was like, oh my God, <laughs> I, I've, I've been wrong the whole time. <laughs> you know, Say it's so, not so. Say it's not <laughs> so. Not, say it's not so. so. So I've, you know, I've, I've really used this and, and I've adapted some things to kind of fit my ecosystem. But I think the point is, is we talked about it in the last uh, a couple podcasts ago is channel capacity. We can only think of really one thing at a time. And having buckets to put everything not across multiple platforms like you know people have google drive and they've got stuff on um uh you know evernote and some in notion and some of the it's like you've got to have a place to put everything in one bin one place and then come up with some a few basic file systems what i love about um you know like for the email needs action waiting for someday maybe in reference that is going to cover every single email that comes across your plate or it gets pushed into archive i mean there there isn't something that's not going to fit in there and the the kiss of death is when you have too many little subcategories of of things and, and like way too many file folders it's better to just create because of channel capacity like four <laughs> or one. And then what I love about the productivity planner is it's like, I've got my one must, my two secondary, and then my two additional. I mean, that's, that's five things. That's about it. And I'm lucky if I, if, if I can get three things, I have crushed it, but I've got the one must. And just being able to just say, okay, one on the, you know, I put one point on the board by getting the one must repeatedly over time, that just instills better self-esteem you feel more productive you don't feel like you're oh it, it starts to to quell overwhelm and it and it allows you to have a little bit more willpower uh to stay engaged in in doing the right things at the right time that begs a couple questions one as an example uh, is what's in your productivity planner also in evernote or are they and and if it is in evernote yeah, good question yep when it's done what do you do with it? Do you delete it like it never occurred? Do you archive? Yeah. What do you do with it? Yeah. That's the first so question. So e Evernote is is digital. Um, and so Evernote is, again, like, let's say, let's next actions and then computer. There's, I'm looking at mine right now. I've got, I got to cancel a PO box. I've got profit acceleration stuff. Super bills for a couple clients. I got to write some scripting for V1. I've got to write some scripting for Lift Effect. I've got to... Uh, Bree put this in. Please review and finalize Evernote page title wording for episode descriptions. Okay. Uh, I've got to create a couple of email addresses for the V1 project. 
Uh, I've got to send a director of flight ops an email. Um, I've got to license some things. I've got to create a loom. Um, I've got all these things. When these are done, they get checked off. I, I click a, a little box and it puts a line through it. And then what Br Brianne does is she goes through and cleans it up. So the things that are that have lines through, she goes through and deletes. So those eventually get deleted. They, they're tasks, they got done. I don't need to know. I used to think I need to have a record of every, no, I don't. Email is the record. <laughs> you know, email is the record. But so what I do is I take the, and honestly, there's sometimes there's a record in on the paper planner, I, but I will take things from that list that if I don't get them just done, they get pulled into the productivity planner. So I'm like, okay, these are things I've got to get done. Does the that answer your question? Yep. Uh, the yep. second one is about the email. You know, yeah. those 29,000 emails. Yep. What category are those? Uh, you know, you Ar say you haven't looked at them. Those are all archived. archived. So, yes. so those were ones that didn't fit in those categories yeah. where they did and then they got moved. So here's, here's, yeah, here's how a lot of, there's a lot of unopened emails, um, but, but this is how I do it. And there's, this is where it takes a lot of courage to go inbox zero. And there's a lot of science on this. There's a lot of recommendations. I was, I, I sat on it for a year before I did it. But what you've got to do is go back three months in your email, categorize the, you can go three months. I think I went nine months. I went nine months back, which was painstaking. And I, and I put all of those emails into either needs action, waiting for someday, maybe reference or archive, five, basically five buckets. I did that for nine months. And then everything prior to that, I just archived it. Archive all. I, I you got, because the, I cannot go through 50,000 emails. I can't, that, I don't have the time or the bandwidth or the desire. I would like want to throw myself against a wall to do that. So, and, and I got a lot of consultation on this and they're like, Matt, just do it. it it's archive it because it's kind of like the old adage. If it's important, they'll leave a message. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? You can't, if, if it's really important, uh, people will ping me again. Um, but I, I had to have a cutoff point and the, uh, I think three months is probably fine. If you just go back three months, start from there, archive all the stuff into the right boxes. And then everything prior to that, just push it all to, you know, you know, Apple all archive. And then it's like, boom, your, your inbox is zero. And that is a wonderful moment of freedom and clarity. And, you know, yeah, I re highly recommend it. And this is really, you know, using, and there's a lot of like guys out on the internet that are productivity experts and that, that have done some really pretty amazing uh, work uh, on this. And we'll try to, like I said, we'll link to some, some, some good stuff on there. There's people that go through the process and show you how to set it up. And, and it's really, it's a really freeing thing. And again, just for the listeners, what was the name of the book and author? Oh, the book is called getting things done. The art of stress-free productivity uh, by David Allen, David Allen. Cool. Very well-known book. Good. I cannot recommend it enough. I think it's worth worth your time. If you're interested in productivity and you got a lot of, you know, you just got a lot of things going on, um, it's I highly recommend it. I got um, 
one other comment to throw in because I, I know you're I can almost see some of the listener comments going, hey, that's great that you have uh, someone to help you. Mm. I don't have a business. Right. You know, and yep. what I could tell you right now in today's world, <clears throat> excuse me, virtual assistants. Yes. They, You've got a lot more experience with that than I do. Why don't you talk about, can you talk about VAs a little bit? Carl? Sure. Like, virtual assistants are basically what they are. They're assistants. They, they assist you, but they're virtual. You, you're, they're not physically co-located with you. They may be in another, uh, on another, uh, in another country or another continent. Um, I, I've had the ones I've used have been in the Philippines. And the reason mm-hmm. is highly educated, um, have a good command of the English language. And they are, they work 12 hours out and it's very common over there. It's an industry. So even though they're 12 hours out, they, they'll work during your timeline if you need to. And the great thing about it is for, uh, you know, it sounds like we're taking advantage of them, but the cost is is such that you're paying to them a great wage and for yeah. you it's something that's affordable and i don't want to get into all the numbers i mean if some if we want to do that at a later date we can mm-hmm. but i will tell you that once they understand what it is you want them to do and you have to kind of set the ground rules you have to take a little bit of time um probably the hardest thing is making sure you get the right assistant Right. Um, you you have to kind of vet them and make sure that they truly uh, do have a good command. You can use Zoom, you can use Skype, you can use whatever to make sure that that because some of the things like you said, hey, I need to cancel this, I need to set up this appointment. Once they know what you want with VoIP, they can make the phone call for you. Yeah, you know, and they can yeah. set this, they can set it up for you. They can be almost be like an executive uh, assistant. And yep. so, it, it it people think, oh, I have to have a business. No, no, you don't. You yeah, can that's have. A great, that's a really good point. You it's, can have someone that will take a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, takes a lot of that minutia away. because great, you may have to type it, but that's still a lot shorter time. Or or call them and say, "Here's the things," and you just do a data dump. That's still a lot shorter than you having to physically pick up the phone call to write the email. Because even if you want, they write the email, they send it to you. You you uh, wordsmith it, and off it goes. You're not spending your time taking to write all this stuff. And, yes. you know, so that's just something to seriously consider because just because you don't have a business doesn't mean you can't have a VA that, yeah. and once you build a rapport with them and trust, this is someone you can have for a long yeah. time. Yeah. That's a great, I, I love it. I love it. And, and I think that's, I view that almost the same thing as like, you know, having meals uh, prepared for you if you're just super busy and you want to be able to eat healthy or having a landscaper come and, and do a much better job. So it frees you up to spend time with your kids or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, uh, but start, you know, before you even hire a VA or, or hire an assistant or hire a chef or hire a landscaper, just start to organize your stuff. I mean, get a, a central location to get all those little scraps of paper and all those piles of crap everywhere and and start to get a system down of where to put where to put things. And if you do anything more than four buckets, your your channel capacity is exceeded and you'll just quit on it. So keep it super simple, uh, you know, categorize w- what you need to do. And then once you've got everything organized, 
figure out what's the most important task that you, and if you're a pilot and you're home for the week or home for a few days, you really need to prioritize what you need to get done because you're only home for a limited amount of time before you got to go back out. So it, you need this more than pilots say, well, Matt, I'm just a pilot. I, I don't have a, a small business. Um, on the side, I, I don't need to organize anything. It's like, yeah, but your time at home is limited. So you need to organize your time probably more than anybody does. So it really behooves you to figure out what's your most, your one must, your two most important. And if you just do that for 90 days, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I've got so much stuff done that I was not getting done before. And I've got all this extra time and extra bandwidth to spend doing the things that I actually want to do. So far, we've kind of talked more like a kind of paperwork and, and computer type stuff. One of the things that and, and the, the 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 comment didn't mention it specifically, but disorganization or disorganized could also mean clutter around the house. Yep. And there are so many books out there. But well, how we yeah. do it is we come in there and, and every so often we sit down and go, OK, we put we put in th piles things that we no longer need or want or haven't touched in forever. Mm -hmm. When I say forever, six months or a year, you go, okay, is this something I want to keep because it's something I want to give my kids? So that's a keep. Do I want to donate it? Do I want to sell it if I have a, a if I mm -hmm. want to do a garage sale and do I want to throw it away? Yep. And, and decluttering your life, your house, yes. your clothes, look at the clothes you wear and go, when's the last time I wore that? Heck, yep. more importantly, as, as as a pilot for an awful lot of us, can I even fit in the darn thing anymore? <laughs> you better. You need to go yeah. to the gym. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's. I I agree. You just start with. I, is your six month? Is that a six month cutoff for you? Like if we, I we do. We try to do a year, and then we're starting mm -hmm. going into our long term storage because there's stuff I saved from the military that I thought oh, my kids will love, and what I'm finding out a lot of the things I. Th that had value to me, but I know once I mm -hmm. pass on, they're they're really valued less. Is do they mean anything to my kids? And have mm -hmm. I explained to them what they are? Because my mother left me stuff uh, that I wish she'd done a better job of telling me what they are and what the what the sentimental or emotional or um, family uh, um, value of it was not monetary, mm -hmm. but emotional. So I've got some amazing things, but I have no idea. What, where or what or who have they touched so if there's something that you have that's valued and, and it can be financial it can be emotional uh it can be passed down give them give a reason for it and find out who wants it because if you're saving all these things for your kids and they yeah, don't want so it good. it's a I waste love this man i love this because it, it is my wife always says stop saving shit for where well, let's not burden the children with crap that they don't want right because our parents have done that to us right they send you this box of shit you're like i don't want this like why do i and then you feel obligated to keep it and yeah it's all this yep. sort of sentimentals you know so uh, that's <laughs> such a great it's a really it's a but it's point, funny man. i have five right kids on. and the first one the oldest one we saved everything yeah oh my god you know all everything when he brought, brought it home from school we oh, saved yeah. it it's like, and, and yeah. it's amazing <laughs> And watch the level of stuff that each kind <laughs> that we save of each kid. It's gone down. So you would think my fifth kid, I hate him, <laughs> you know, because I <laughs> don't save anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, but we What's save your the name again. Yeah, the things I tell you, the things we save are when they put their handprint down. 
you know, yeah, yeah. you know, or or the footprint or something that mm-hmm. that you go, wow. And and it, I think those are the things. But so much of the stuff in the homework and stuff, and it, great, they got a hundred. Yeah, get rid well, of it. Okay, you know, get wh- rid of it. Why do I need to keep it? So For sure, you. You know, and those are the things that that you can hand them later on. And go, hey, you know, your your kids might think this is kind of neat to see, or your your uh, spouse. But yeah. we save way too much stuff. Yes, and I'll, I'll just say this: as we're, we're wrapping up here, if anybody has questions about this, uh, like I, I think this stuff is really important in terms of our psychology, um, in terms of our mental health is getting Absolutely. organized do not underestimate the power of this so if you if you guys have questions about it you want us to go deeper i'm a you know we can go really deep on this um because i, I think it's really important and i i spend a lot of time with clients especially when i'm doing coaching on figuring this stuff out because it's very emotionally taxing for people and so don't and un- it, it, underestimate it can be very the depressing. power of this it can very be much very so. very de- very much so you walk in the room and you're going uh, but then when it's all nice and you've, you've done what you need to do, you walk in there and you go, uh, it, it yeah. is amazing. It it's a totally a different difference. mindset. Absolutely. Makes a difference. So I think that was a great question. Um, yeah. yeah. Love it. I, I, I expect, like you say, I have a feeling we'll get a lot of comments about, about this. Um, yeah. Because it does affect your mental state so much. So. Indeed. Um, one takeaway. One takeaway is, ooh, ah, you tell me, man. Let's give it to you. I feel like part of it would really come down to, and there's so many things that I could touch on, but I think the one thing that you said that I, I guess I hadn't really thought about is the things that you need to address, have them in one spot. Because when you start going to four, five, six different places, that in itself is almost mind-numbing. And and each one is slightly different. They have different um, and input and, and output requirements. Pick something that works for you. And it can be if you – you know, Matt's got his productivity planner. If you just have a an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document that you religiously use, that's where you put everything. Then if that's – if that allows you to consolidate in one area – that's a huge step forward. Put things together in one area so you're not having to hunt and peck and go, I know it's here somewhere. Where did I put it? Which place is it in? It's that that's frustrating when you know you have it, but you have no idea where it is. That would be my one takeaway. Agreed. So, my friend, we've come to another end of our <laughs> of our podcast sojourn and journey. Um <laughs> As always, we will ask our listeners, smash the like button, leave a review, tell your friends. We so appreciate our audience and we want to reach others. And like some things that we wouldn't think we would be talking about or people's lives who we might touch in whatever way would never have known about us otherwise. So we are so grateful to all of you. If you have any questions, comments, um, good or bad, We'll take them both. It's podcast at lifteffect.com. From me, thanks for everything. And we really, truly do appreciate you. Matt, last word. I appreciate people listening in and the comments we've gotten and the support that we're getting is just awesome. I'm really proud of what we're doing and I'm proud of people's participation. And, 
it just it's, it means the world to, to both of us. So appreciate it. And, and yeah, subscribe. That's all I can say. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect, a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect Podcast.